You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. For the next hour, you're listening to the Classic Auto Mall podcast and show, broadcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia and houses 600 classic cars for sale and over 400 barn finds on display. Check out more at ClassicAutomall.com. Now on to the show with our host, the president of Classic Auto Mall, Stuart Howden. And good morning. Welcome to the show. Morning, Steve. Good morning. <laughs> How you doing scrambling in there? I'm I'm good. I'm in Ethan's spot today. Yes, you're in Ethan's spot. Ethan is under the weather today, but yep. he'll be back with us next week. And uh man, a beautiful day. It's a, the sun is shining. It's going to be high of 75 degrees. Awesome. And today is uh, August the 13th. Uh, and, uh, man, what a week we've had. I tell you what, you know, July started out slow and then all of a sudden, man, August and the latter part of July and August have been amazing. We have been so busy. The consignments have been rolling in. The sales have been happening. The market is good. Stock market seems to be going up a little bit. So maybe that helps. I don't know. I don't follow it. I, <laughs> I try. I'm not supposed to follow it. So they tell me. My people say that you shouldn't follow it every day. It's like watching water boil. But I digress. Right. I don't. But anyway, um, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful consignments coming in this week. And we just got in. This is so cool. We're getting a lot of 2010 through 2012 Camaros in for some reason. I don't know why, but they seem to be a run on those. And we got a 2010 Camaro 2SS pace car. Which I don't even know what the two SS means. It's something. I mean, it's options. Obviously, it's like a LT1 or something from the old days. But anyway, this one's got twenty nine hundred and twenty nine miles on it. I'm telling you, one owner never registered, so I don't know how that works. <laughs> you may have to. Well, has the dealership papers? Yeah. Well, they call it on an MSO, which is a manufacturer statement of origin, which is a title. Before it becomes a title, when it goes to a state, mm-hmm. so it's you know done by the manufacturer, uh, shows the legal document of the car, VIN number, serial number, blah blah blah, where it came from, where it was built, all that happy stuff. So this one, uh, 562 horsepower, 6.2 liter V8, one of 246 built. Mm-hmm. Um, these were pretty interesting cars, and with 2,900 miles on it, that's I mean, cars 13 model years old, 12 years old in real world, but. 12, uh, 13 model years mm-hmm. uh, We also got a uh, – and I don't know why the Camaros all of a sudden – it's funny how things are cyclical. Corvettes are cyclical here, Mustangs, Camaros. Uh, we got a great 59 Corvette Roadster, Snowcrest white over silver blue. Great color combination. 283 V8, Muncie M20, uh, great runner driver. Got both tops. Mm-hmm. You know that, what, it's is a, there a hard top? Not hard top, and it's not very gotcha. good. <laughs> I'm smart like that. Yeah, I'm smart like that. Um, and it's got really is nicely restored, beautiful car, iconic, you know, C1 Corvette. Uh, we got a 69 Camaro RSSS, Dover wide over Ivory Houndstooth. Did you see the Z10 car? No. Uh, you're supposed <laughs> to lie to me and tell me that you saw it and you agree that it was oh, one yeah, of feature. I like the specs on it. <laughs> yeah, it's got uh, the original 350, 300, 350 cubic inch, 300 horse V8, um, 200 Z10s built. Two of them were delivered to my 
home state, Tennessee. Is that right? Yeah. And this one was one of the ones that delivered to Tennessee. Whether that means anything or not to anybody other than me, or maybe our guest who's coming up might have something to say about that because he might be a Tennessee boy too. So, well, is that considered part of the Rust Belt or no? You guys, you get snow down there. Yeah, we get snow, but it's not the, the Rust Belt. It's not the Rust Belt. No, we're the so cars are better from Tennessee from the south. Uh, yeah, it, we do use salt and mm. and stuff on roads, but it, it doesn't happen as often. So, right. But you know, surprisingly, we get a very minor amounts of snow here from time to time like last year we hardly got i think we got two dustings yeah and that was it yeah whenever, people, I, whenever I buy a new snowblower it usually has the lightest <laughs> the lightest winter yeah, yeah we never get never get to test it out right <laughs> that's funny i love that so these um uh, z10 rsss is a rare car like i said one of 200 built um they just are amazing cars with factory ac and factory tilt wheel and they're the iconic white, you know, the Dover white with the pace car graphics and the, the orange houndstooth, which is just, you know, mm-hmm. if that doesn't say Camaro, I don't know what does. So, but did you see the Bronco in the showroom? The it's red and black one? Kind of reddish orange? Yeah, yeah reddish orangeish. <clears throat> the Bronco barn did the uh, frame off restoration on it and the thing is amazing. It's, I mean, the, I don't, it's hard to find fault in it. It's, it's flawless. It is really. Almost flawless. It's almost I mean, Nothing's flawless. flawless. That's true. Cause we love it when somebody comes in and tells us they have a perfect car cause we're like, ah, yeah, we sure you do. We'll, we'll be the judge of well, yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. We'll get it up on the lift and, and second guess that. But, uh, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful truck. It's, you know, what do you, sure. I was going to say high rise. Yeah. Lifted. <laughs> lifted but you know what's funny i mean uh, not funny haha funny but uh funny that you know if you see a load of new cars going down the highway on a transporter on a nine car transporter you see rust underneath them i mean Mm -hmm. they've got surface rust on some of the metal parts underneath it's just the nature of a car surface rust happens no matter how well a car has been taken care of or preserved uh, unless you got it completely covered in undercoating which some cars do and that's okay as Mm -hmm. long as you're not hiding something right now as long as you're doing it because you're preventative maintenance is not preventative sale <laughs> right by, by hiding everything on it so anyway the bronco is amazing it's got vintage air which by the way does not cost two thousand dollars anymore i always tell people they go well what's it cost to put vintage air in mm-hmm. something I go, it's like two grand no it's not <laughs> it's, it's vintage air that mean, does that mean it uses the old freon no no it uses the r1 whatever 34 mm-hmm. and it's a smaller compressor mm-hmm. but it's a it's a the company is called vintage air. Oh, it's okay. the name of the I, company gotcha. that does it but but i live in the past on certain things mm-hmm. and so when somebody says oh well can you add air to this car well sure you can well what's it cost oh a couple of grand mm-hmm. no it's five grand now <laughs> or oh, more really? maybe yeah because <laughs> it's not nothing it's you know it's, it's something it's something so mm-hmm. but anyway this one's got vintage air mm-hmm. uh you know g- generation one Bronco, so we love our Broncos. We so do love Broncos. our Broncos, and so do our customers. Yes. Seem to love them as well too. Um, the forty-one Willys Americar Coupe, satin black over black, which is funny that it's called satin black because mm. it's anything from satin. It's like a. I don't know, a matte black. More of a matte yeah, black, yeah. yeah. Satin seems shiny Just and, you know. Matte satin gloss yeah. is, the, is the order it goes yeah. in. Thank you for Mr. Yeah. Sherwin-Williams for telling us that. So this one's got an outlaw body and chassis, Hilburn injection, a Bill mm. Mitchell built 540 cubic inch V8 mm. with 640 horsepower. Sure, so, why not? Yeah, so, and it's, 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 if you looked up bad to the bone in the dictionary, that's exactly what you would see. It would be this car. I mean, this thing is amazing. And we were talking earlier. You know, uh, and it's, it's fiberglass bodied, which is the outlaw body. But if you get a steel bodied forty forty one Willys coupe, 
you'll pay sixty grand for mm-hmm. the body itself. I don't care what condition it's in. You know, it is. They are. They're just. They're almost unobtainable. Mm-hmm. And when you do find them, they're they're pricey. We sold a steel bodied one as well too, not too long ago. So right. Uh, and then we got a 2013 Chevrolet Corvette 3 LT. Again, something to do with the options, option package, right. packages, and all that. Four hundred and sixty original miles. I can't believe this car. We, <laughs> I shot this car last week. It's it's incredible. It's now not perfect, perfect, but it's about as close to perfect as you can get. Showroom, showroom clean. Showroom get. clean. Yep. Loaded with everything. It's that Inferno Orange, which was popular on the Camaros, but not so much on the the Corvettes. But it almost looks more red to me than than it's it's like a, it's kind of like the Bronco. It's kind of like a reddish orange. Yeah, and uh-huh. I say, and apparently my wife says I don't know how to say orange. I say orange like I'm from the <laughs> South. I don't know how orange. Uh, orange. Yeah. Are you going for some chicken or for some chicken? <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. But anyway, this thing, 460 original miles. I mm-hmm. think it's got a little bit of life left in it. Y- yeah, it's 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 <coughs> a beauty. You're making me cough. It's a beauty. It's a beauty. It absolutely is. And it's, it's a brand new car. I mean, it's a new car. It's a new car, but it, yet it's what nine, ten years old now. So yeah, and it says, and you wrote it here, but <clears throat> we featured it on social media. There's, there's less than fifty of them in this color. Yeah. So I mean, it's rare. So it checks a lot of the right boxes. We always we were talking this morning about rare versus desirable. Right. Rare is oh well, they only made two of these. Desirable means. If somebody cares or not, whether they made two of those. Right. So if you get a 1995 Mustang and Chartreuse and it's one of five built, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be more valuable. Now, if you get a 1995 Mustang that's got a factory 460 big block with dual quads and a nine inch rear, and that's the way it came from the factory. Now we're talking about something that's right. rare and desirable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but anyway, I digress from that. So I'll get off my soapbox once again. Um, where did we sell cars this week, Steve? Where did you? <laughs> we need music for that right for sure all right when ethan gets back that's his next task. next week we'll have music we'll have we'll have music you know, guaranteed pretty much guarant i'll guarantee it <laughs> where do we sell cars this week why why thanks for asking steve you're no problem uh rocky mountain missouri why i'm missing pennsylvania stewartstown new jersey mm-hmm. harrisburg pennsylvania coatesville pennsylvania haskell new jersey lancaster california gettysburg pennsylvania luzerne pennsylvania santa fe new mexico dedham massachusetts houston texas roaring spring pennsylvania dayton ohio tamaqua pennsylvania laguna beach California, Palm Desert, California, Manalapan, New Jersey, Halcottsville, New York, Laurel, Mississippi, Prescott, Arizona, and Lidditz, Pennsylvania. Wow. Wow. And some of them close, though. I mean, you yeah. notice that from time, most of the weeks that we sell something to Coatesville or, or Lidditz or Westchester mm-hmm. or, you know, fairly close to us within, you know, a reasonable amount of uh, time. Less than us. 20 miles. Yeah, less than 20 miles. I mean, it's amazing how many car and car collector guys are in this part of the world and, uh, are, are really into classic cars. And, and it's the guy who has 10 or 15 or 20 cars, or it's also the guy who has one at a time. And so he buys one, uses it, has fun with it for a year or two. And then he'll trade it in or sell it and then buy something else that he can enjoy as well, too. So, um, I noticed on that list it was, it's Lancaster, Pennsylvania, as opposed to Lancaster. Lancaster. Because I still call Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And, we're, and that's wrong? Lancaster, California. Sorry, ah, Lancaster, yeah. California. Right, right. Versus Lancaster, which I have to think about to say, Pennsylvania. Well, that's like Louisville, Kentucky, and Louisville, Tennessee. Oh, okay. A buddy of mine was in Kentucky with a buddy of his at a, at a fast food restaurant, and he was they were arguing about it. And he told the little girl, he said, come over here. He said, honey, tell me. He said, very slowly, pronounce where we are. Mm-hmm. And she said, Burger King. 
<laughs> so it's Louisville if you're in Kentucky, Louisville if you're in Tennessee. Did not know that. And if you live in a further outreach of suburb of Knoxville, it's not Maryville, it's Marvel. Wow. Yeah, so you got to get to Marvel. Yeah. And our guest who's coming up on the second and third segment of our show is from that particular burg. Not a burg, it's a ville, uh-huh. but uh, Marvel. Interesting. And uh, we'll talk to him about racing and all mm-hmm. kinds of cool stuff when we come back. Um, I found some interesting trivia. On uh, where did I find that? I think I found it from Haggerty. When was the last three on the tree? When was the last three on the tree? Yeah, nineteen seventy nine Nova. Oh, and nineteen eighty seven Chevy GMC trucks. Last three on the floor, nineteen eighty one Camaro, Nova, Le Mans, Cutlass, and Century General Motors products. Uh, last four on the floor was a nineteen ninety six Toyota Tercel. So not particularly interesting, muscly cars right. that you would think for a four-speed manual transmission or whatever. But, uh, but you know, interesting uh, automotive trivia that we I gleaned off of Haggerty's website. And the other thing is, this is fascinating to know, the door strike on all years of the 928 Porsche is the perfect bottle opener. <laughs> now, now sure. you shouldn't. I'm not condoning drinking and driving. I'm just saying that that it's just a fact. It's out there. Also, as if you need a bottle opener anymore. <laughs> right. But I get it. Yeah, you should. I mean, unless you're tough and you just bite it twist off like it we off. did in Tennessee, or twist it <clears throat> off, or have your your wife twist it off for you. So. <laughs> we. Um, oh, and here's the other. This is great trivia. Everybody loves the new car smell, right? That's mm-hmm. the. You know what the new car smell is? It's a bunch of plastics polluting and leather off-gasm. and stuff. Ga- gases. Yeah. <laughs> and yet we love that smell. You want to air that out. <laughs> you want to get that out quickly. <laughs> you know, and if you have cars that you don't drive very often, right. they linger even more. But you think about all that plastic in there that's just. Well, what is the smell when you go in some of these 60s cars? Like 60s cars have a smell. Oh, I know what it is. You know what I mean? You know what it is. What is it? It's mothballs. Oh, it's mothballs. <laughs> and people put a little tray of mothballs. They have a real distinct smell in it. They put a tray of vinyl covered yeah. seeds and all that. They put a tray of mothballs in the car to keep the mice out and the moths, I guess, okay. as well, too. So, but, uh, anyway, um, and then what was the other thing that I saw? Oh, Hagger, you know, Haggerty's a wealth of information. If you go to their website, they have videos, they have mm-hmm. just all kinds of cool stuff and interesting things on there that, uh, you don't always find. So. In 1970, at the peak of the classic muscle car era horsepower, which engine had the highest torque rating? Oh, wow! I have no idea. Might be a tricky question. Is it a is it a Mopar? It wasn't a 426 Hemi. It wasn't the 455 Stage One. It was very close. Mm -hmm. The 455, the Buick. We were talking about that, Harry and I were yesterday. Mm -hmm. It was a 500 cubic inch Cadillac with 550 foot pounds of torque. That thing was a monster. The Buick, Grant, the, the stage one 455 mm-hmm. Buick, which everybody, nobody realized was 500 foot pounds. Wow. Back in the day. What days. a beast. Yeah. I, I had no idea. Yeah. Isn't that funny that, uh, but anyway, um, I see gra- gas prices are coming down a little bit. So yeah, under- apparently we can save $80 a month. <laughs> Like a family of four. see, they get us all screwed up. I mean, we're just now we're thinking, uh, oh, less than four dollars, what a bargain! Yeah. No, it should be a dollar a gallon. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm promoting, and I think we're going to take this nationwide. Gas needs to be a dollar a gallon. I don't care if they have to subsidize it. Settle for two dollars a gallon at this point. <laughs> no, see, that's the problem. You'd settle. We don't want to settle. When we return, uh, yeah. we won't talk about gas and fuel mileage. We'll talk about vintage racing and Corvettes and probably a little bit about East Tennessee with our, our buddy from Marvel, Tennessee, Mr. Harry Dinwiddie, who I've known all my life just about. My mother was in his mother's wedding, and that was in the 
1800s, wow. I think, or something. Can't wait. Yeah. So when we return, we'll return with uh, Harry Dinwiddie on the Classic Automall podcast from the Classic Automall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania, Witness Protection Place 101. <laughs> With my dear, dear old friend, old and new friend, Harry Dinwiddie from Marvel, Tennessee, but really vis-a-vis through Knoxville, Tennessee, which is where he and I grew up. Good morning, Harry. Hey, man. How you ah, doing? I'm so glad you finally made it. God. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can I can't you? hear me. No, I can't. I can't. Boy, it's a great, beautiful day here oh, in Pennsylvania. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, it's, man. It's, it's been so hot and nasty in Tennessee. When we woke up this morning in the 50s and clear, oh. it's just like fall. It is. And, you know, this part of uh, Pennsylvania reminds me a lot of Tennessee, a lot of farmland, a lot of rolling hills. You know, it's funny. I tell people all the time, you can be 10 minutes outside of Philly in these neighborhoods that look like Sequoia Hills, where we grew up oh, in I Tennessee. I mean, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. And, of course, we grew up in what was a wealthy neighborhood, but we didn't really know the difference between it back in the day. No, but, uh, we just, you know, we I guess we had nicer toys. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, you did, for I sure. Think, no, I think... I think the kids from over the uh, other side of the tracks had the badass, you know, 69 Camaros with the uh, jacked up in the rear. I don't know. There was a lot of fast cars in our neighborhood well, there back was. in the day. Well, there was a Lamborghini Mura in our neighborhood. Nobody knew where, whose it was. Well, it was Joyce, 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 Joyce Smallman's car. Yeah. He was 16 years old. 16 years old. And had a uh, Lamborghini, a 69 Lamborghini <laughs> Mura. Mm-hmm. His grandfather only invented the Dempster Dumpster, which Correct. is the, the trash receptacle you see at all businesses now. Well, they had it um, at Pearl Harbor. You saw them burning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's the first time anybody had ever seen Dempster Dumpsters. Right. And albeit they were on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and hence the whole thing about dumpster fire, right? <laughs> but that I digress from. That's a whole different you thing, right? You digress a lot. I, I have, I have to digress. Well, it's, it's my favorite big word, number one, and I have to do it because I do it. So, you know, growing up in the 60s and 70s uh, was a different time. I mean, you know, when we were growing up, our parents, we got a little bit of free reign to kind of run and do whatever we wanted to do. We weren't really, they weren't as worried about us being 
kidnapped or things like that. You didn't hear about stuff like that. Every once in a while you'd hear about a guy who was stalking a school in a black four-door LTD sedan that was some child guy or something that was after. But but nothing was really bad happened back in the day. You could stay out all night. And, uh, and we did. And we did. <laughs> and tearing up through that neighborhood. And, of course, the only law enforcement in Sequoia Hills back in the day was T.O. Flowers, our uh, park policeman in his baby oh blue gosh. LTD. I forgot that. That poor guy. <laughs> we gave him so much hell. I just, and he got to the point where he would call the Knoxville Police Department and they would just ignore him. How do you remember that? I don't know. I, there's things that should leave my brain. Every but. time we'd go parking down around the, the polo fields right. in the Little League Baseball Park, he would roll up on him. You could you could just sneak in and out of there and he'd be there every time. Every time. And you know what's funny? They called it the polo fields like we were some wealthy polo. Nobody ever played polo they down there. Did. Back in the day. Well, they did. back in the early but not 1900s. Yeah. Not when we were around. Sure, no. We played Little League down well, there. Well, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Of course, it wasn't always fun to be at a Little League game down there. That was not pleasant for oh, a couple God. of times. Yes, there. correct. Uh, we won't talk about that. But anyway. That's uh, for another show. Yeah, for... <laughs> There's, we don't have a show on morbidity. Oh, we, <laughs> I don't even know that. That's not even a word. I just we, <laughs> Would you like one? Well, we could do that. I we guess. could have one. So, Harry... Uh, Dad was a beer distributor in mm-hmm. East Tennessee, which mm-hmm. made uh, uh, a natural progression for Harry to get into the racing business because beers always beer companies always sponsored racing. So uh, that was a nice segue for you, huh? I was always drag racing, right? And that's what I wanted to do in school. And we would go out and race up and down the streets, which is not a good idea. But there was nothing out there, right? It was and barren wasteland. Kingston Pike passed wherever was just nothing. But the but the thing that changed me was going to the movie Le Mans in 1971. No kidding. I went in there with my girlfriend, and we came out, and my life had changed. I'd had uh, an epiphany, right? Um, a in a movie theater, yeah. Yeah, which which you, which you don't want anybody to know. A <laughs> girl gave me an epiphany. Well, yeah. <laughs> and um, when I walked out of there, I thought, that's what I want to do. And yeah. I've been doing it for 50 years now. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I, I, the movie is amazing. If you've never seen Le Mans or Grand Prix with James Garner or any of those movies uh, that of that era, they're amazing. I, I, I'll never forget, we were talking about Benji McMurray had a, had a, had a vinyl record with Sounds of Sebring. Oh, yeah. And we would go to their house. My dad was friends with his father, and he was always gone, but his father would let me go down in the basement and play that record. And Mm -hmm. it was sounds of 917 Porsches and Sebring and 930 Ferrari, just everything. It was just – it was awe-inspiring. My – thing about cars i've said this before the funny thing is is that my thing that got me into cars was burt reynolds gator and burt reynolds white lightning because they had those big 429 fords and Mm -hmm. they had that sound that was just unmistakable well you know burt on a on a side note here burt had he filmed his last movie in the university of tennessee neyland stadium no kidding about four or five years ago and and i cannot remember the name of it but he spent a lot of time in the Gatlinburg area, right? Uh, in the Knoxville area, right? And he did. It, it, it was about an old football quarterback, and he's they they filmed a lot of it at Neyland Stadium, where the University of Tennessee plays, which is an awesome place if you've never oh, been. Huge. I mean, you've been going for how many years? Uh, I've only missed six home games since 1961. <laughs> That's and we've, we've had the same seats there since 1930, so it's 92, sure. this is our 92nd year of the same wow. seats. Isn't that amazing? 
You know, it's, that's, a, that's a feat that's hard to do because life happens. You know, things happen that you but, get in the way. But Southeastern Conference football is yeah, like, yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody makes their plans around football games. Exactly. You can't get married on a Saturday. You can't do, you know, you can't have a party. There's many things you can't do. And that's not just in Knoxville. That's in, you know, Sanford, uh, it's everywhere. Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Uh, everywhere. Atlanta, everywhere, because it's so prevalent. Yeah. You, well, because we only had one pro team back then. Remember, we had the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons. In 66. Yeah, 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 that was it. And then the Miami Dolphins came along, but that wasn't in the South. That's yeah. on some other place on <laughs> the planet. That was 67 or 66. 66. 67. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I went to a, their undefeated season. My grandfather took me to a Dolphins game. Oh, really? There. He lived in, they moved to Naples, uh, Florida. So I know we have digressed so far from talking about cars. But you digress a lot. <laughs> I mean, you've already used that word four times. Six or seven times. Well, yeah. right. I mean, Steve, you're... can you edit that out for me, please? Okay. All right. Good, good to know. <laughs> So you got in, so you go and see the movie Le Mans with Steve McQueen and, and not much acting in it, but it didn't really matter because the cars and the sound and the, God, if they just had the smell, it would have been brilliant. Oh yeah. And it was just, it was just magnificent. I'm sitting there just zoned out totally. <laughs> My girlfriend's, you know, wanting to mess around or <laughs> do some get, necking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And she said, go get me a drink. And I said, not on your life. <laughs> I'm not leaving. And I said, you go get us a drink. I'm sitting here watching this. <laughs> Don't you know what we're seeing here? I know. So immediately after that, how old were you in? Seventeen, eighteen. One, I was uh, eighteen. No, no, no. I take that back. I turned eighteen in January seventy-two. So what was your daily driver at the time? What a nineteen seventy Camaro Z twenty-eight. Oh, nice seventy car. and a half. Seventy and a half. Z twenty-eight. Yeah. Not titled that way necessarily, mm-hmm. but there. <laughs> like was, a sixty-four and a half Mustang. It was um, Mulsanne or yeah, Mulsanne Blue. Yeah. Uh, with white stripes. Yeah. And it was a wicked, wicked oh, car. Oh. And it just is good looking a car as you'll ever see. Absolutely. First, first year, first gen Camaros and even Firebirds were good looking cars. You know, uh, they, uh, we had the Camaro Club here, I was telling you, or the Camaro Nationals here a couple, three weeks ago, and there was some rare cars, 270s and a 71 SS396 four speed cars. Really? Yeah. And we, I didn't, I didn't know enough to know about what was available in cars back then. I just, you know, you'd go to the dealership and go, oh, that one looks nice. You know, I didn't. The car I wanted, I, I lusted for was right. a 70 Pontiac Trans Am white with a blue stripe. Oh, yeah. And <clears throat> and I, I wanted it so bad I couldn't stand it. Right. So my grandfather talked me out of it. Since he was writing the check, <laughs> you know, and he goes, "I'm gonna not gonna pay forty three hundred dollars yeah, for a car forty three hundred. Like so we went over to the Chevy dealership. Now he's buying me this for my graduation, right. blah blah blah. And so we saw this SS three ninety six Camaro. Right. Oh yeah, <laughs> I want this car. And he goes, "Well, the motor's too big." Right. Ah. And, I, and that's just a random thing. He doesn't know what oh, that. No. Yeah, it had a big, big block motor. Just too big, you know. And and so I said, "What about this one? The little stripes on it. It's got a little 350 in it, which was the 70 Z28, which would run all over a 396 car all day long." Yep. And he goes, "All right, thirty one hundred dollars. What are we going to do? <laughs> no options except the Z28 package. Right. It didn't have power steering. You couldn't get power steering or power brakes on. It. Well, you could get power brakes. You couldn't get power steering. I didn't know that." Mm-hmm. I wonder what the first year for that. That'd be a good trivia question. Well, the Corvettes us. were the same way. Yeah. Uh, on the 70 LT1 cars, right. you could not get power steering on them either. Because it wouldn't fit? Because it wouldn't fit? No, it was the, the motor rev too high, ah. and they could not reduce the, the pulley power. Well, I remember 427, 435 horse vets couldn't get have air conditioning, mm-hmm. I guess, for the same reason, right? Well, no, they, the 427, 435 horse yeah. was a solid lifter cam yeah. cars, three by two, but the 400 horse cars. You could get air. That's correct, yeah. because they were hydraulic cams. Well, there you go. See, I'm not completely a moron. <laughs> 
Well, so, well, there's some other stories. So that's yes, another issue. So, so now you got to find a race car. So you've watched Le Mans. You, mm-hmm. You've got to find a race car. What do you do? We found. I was doing some autocrossing, you know, parking lot stuff, and Chill Howie Park. Right? Well, Chill Howie Park, University of Tennessee, and big parking lots, and and I was just kind of a natural doing that, and just would eviscerate the competition. I'm going, wow, what's up with this? And so we found a car, a burned out Corvette with no front end on it, up in New York. I said, well, let's make this race car. You know, I, there was alcohol involved, right. and with and my friends were telling me <laughs> and that. racing, good and combination. Racing. Yeah, let's go spend your money <laughs> yeah. and go racing. Yeah, so like it. We took this car and made a modified, you know, autocross car, and then then we had the wild ideas of uh, doing some SCCA racing at a Christmas party in 1975. So that's where my my deal got started. Right, and and when the, when we woke up the next day with amazing hangover, and I said. <laughs> I, did I said what? I do what? I said what? And it's normally I was in trouble about some other girl or something, but <laughs> this is worse trouble because it's a race car. Yeah, and this is going to be, as we said, racing costs the same as it did twenty years ago <laughs> as it does today. Every penny you got. By the way, note on a programming note, he said eviscerate. So I never used that did word once. That? You did. So, but you said digress, <laughs> digress, or digress. It's not digress. Is it digress? It's, it, it's eviscerate. Well, I mean, eviscerating is a <laughs> polysyllabic word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we learned a lot of stuff in Tennessee. Absolutely. So you, so now, okay, you're racing. You're doing Doing the autocross. I remember going to the autocross out at Chill Howie Park. Mm-hmm. The first place I ever saw a Porsche 928. Some guy had a black Porsche 928. It was really cool. But lots of autocrossing going on back then at the University of Tennessee. That mm-hmm. was the East Tennessee Sports Car Club of America. Correct. Correct. Did you advance up through the ranks I of did. SCCA? I did. To I'm, the what's the pinnacle of SCCA? That would be the runoffs. Or? Well, this is the national championships. <clears throat> and from when I got my first um, competition license from the driver schools in 1977. Uh, the next year, I won the Southeast Division of SCCA Road Racing and went to the National Championships uh, and then did the same in 1979. And uh, your dad, a big fan of racing, I'm certain. He? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he, he wanted me to be a pro golfer, and I couldn't, uh, yeah. I couldn't hit it out of my shadow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank God my dad didn't. My dad was an architect. He didn't want me to be an architect, thank God. I don't know what he really wanted me to be, but he didn't want me to be a race car driver and didn't want me to be any of that other fun stuff that we thought. Probably yeah. like Art Vandelay, you were an importer exporter. Say Vandelay Industries. <laughs> anyway, when we return, we might get to talk about some cars and racing and some other fun if stuff. We don't here. Digress. If we don't digress or eviscerate the oh, audience, hey, that's we don't want to eviscerate our that audience. Was my, Come on. That was on my word of the day toilet. <laughs> You've got it written on your hand, don't you? <laughs> <Both> <laughs> don't forget to check us out on the website, classicautomall.com. If you want to sign up for our newsletter, if you have a question for us about the show, podcast at classicautomall.com. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. See you then. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. 
And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in sunny downtown Morgantown, Pennsylvania. We're in the middle of nowhere, are we? We're next to nowhere. <laughs> next we to had nowhere. to turn left at nowhere, nowhere to get here and That's come across the, the the highway to get here. So I got a movie you've never seen. Well, maybe you've seen it. What's that? Ever seen Rendezvous? No. Oh, you got to watch Rendezvous. Steve, what? have you seen Rendezvous yet? I'm so mad at you. We're gonna. It's gonna be an exercise right now. We're gonna watch it on this. Can we get YouTube on this TV after the show? Can we get YouTube? Can we get YouTube on this TV after the? Yeah, but I'm working with a car, so. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Where do I rate here? (laughs) I'm writing myself a note, though. So, well, good. I'm glad. So you you can do this for a living. No, we don't. We have no idea what we're doing. (laughs) We shouldn't be allowed near any equipment or anything. Um, So you're you're SCCA racing, and um, you had an interesting meeting in a bar in the early '80s, right? Yes, I did. uh, Ran into a guy was in Charlotte, and we were at a we were at SCCA Trans Am race in Charlotte. And we'd run all day. This is on a Saturday night. And this is just after the big fight at Daytona 500 in 1969. Right. No, 1979. I'm sorry. You're right. The first live broadcast from CBS. Oh, I know. And they were out there fighting. And it just made ratings explode. So I thought, man, what a great deal. I'd love because I've been around it, but I'd only been to one NASCAR race my whole life. And so we're sitting in a bar, and I was just shooting the breeze with this guy and i said man i'd love to get in a nascar car and he said what do you have to do with racing and i said we're over here running the SCCA trans am car at the charlotte motor speedway i said i can make that happen he, i said you can make what happen <laughs> yeah, yeah. i said stand by and so he brings over this hold guy. my beer yeah basically and uh or buy me beer or buy me beer. and and, uh, hold it. and so he he brings over this guy and he goes my name is dk Ulrich, and i i'm a nascar team owner and I understand you want to drive nascar and I said, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm yeah. Linda Vaughn, too. Yeah. So there you go. And, Mr. Uh, Hurst. Yeah. <laughs> Lindville Vaughn. Harry Hurst. Harry Hurst. <laughs> I know Harry Hurst. You're going to meet him today. Yeah, I know. And um, so yeah. he said, I can make that happen. He said, what kind of background do you have? What sponsor? You know. And he goes, tell you what we'll do. We'll, we'll, you, you get in the car. You bring $7,500 worth of sponsorship money. And we got to check out your credentials and all right. that and get, a, get approved from NASCAR. He stuck me in the car for the Daytona, I mean, for the Talladega 500 in oh 1980. Had you ever driven an oval track or, or no, a circle track? Never, never been on dirt, never been on a circle track. And, well, and I'm thinking to myself, what, what have I done? And I'm, I'm thinking this is just all BS. How old were you at the time? 26? Yeah. So yeah, you're and, and a little full of yourself then. Maybe. Well, yeah. little, I haven't, I haven't got much past that, but so I go over to a shop and we work out a deal and there's no contracts. There's nothing to sign. We just shook hands. He said, you bring me $7,500. And I said, well, I can do that. I mean, I can go get three sponsorships at $2,500 a piece, which was, uh, we had Augie Pabst with Pabst Brewing Company give me $2,500. Well, that sure hurt his standing in the world, didn't it? I well, mean? actually it, it was pretty nice. And then we got colonial bread. Yeah. Because the current, my grandfather's Kern's Bakery people didn't want to give us any money. Right. So we went to Chattanooga and got colonial bread and then I got another sponsor, Daco Belts or some, I can't I, remember. I got a man, was your family pissed about the colonial bread thing? Is this, is this a, they never said a word about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, my, and, and my granddad had already passed away right. and, uh, he, he passed away in 71, so right. he didn't know, but, right. but hey, you got free money? Yeah. Hey, hey we'll, take we'll, it. Let's go race it. <laughs> and, um, so, when it went to Talladega and 
right out of the, off the box, out of the box, uh, out of the trailer, I was in the top ten speeds. Wow! In a car I've never been in before, and, and on a on a super speedway, and, at the and time. it just proves right there that you can hold your breath and close your eyes for a whole lap <laughs> at Talladega. And I'm just thinking to myself, what have you gotten yourself into? Wow. What have you done here? So I qualified. Well, we were running. We would have qualified really well until I wrecked the car and qualified. Right. So right. the guys got all the. Um, Working on the car, and my, right. the DK told me go over to the barbecue place, and get some more money. <laughs> yeah, get some more money, and and bring it, bring everybody lunch since you wrecked the car, and you go feed them. And I said, well, that's fine. Did you have a bad shunt? I mean, was it a? Yeah, a I, I, I lost it going into turn three and ended up hitting the turn four wall. That's right. how bad I slid. <laughs> and, and you just can't believe the speeds you're turning until you turn sideways oh my god when you when you, you turn, realize the speed then oh gosh i mean it doesn't seem that fast until you get it sideways and the wind coming in through the window oh. blew my helmet sideways blew my oh. goggles off and they didn't have the flaps on the cars back then if you got turned around no and so that would have no when we led bus seats were sitting in and it was terrible and, <laughs> and I, cigarette I, dangling, uh, dangling out of your mouth well I, that's another great story too i've got coming up in, in right. the next in the next story <laughs> But, um, so we start the race and we made the race right. back and qualified, started 38th and ended up finishing 12th. And I was racing with Marty Robbins all day. The long. country singer. Yeah. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah. And, um, after the race, I mean, with about two or three laps to go, I didn't know where we were. Our radios went out right. the first three or four laps. <laughs> and so, um, with about three or four laps to go, I knew Marty was in front of me, but he was leaking so much oil out of that Dodge. It was just terrible. It was an old Cotton Owens Petty Dodge. Right. And it was just puking uh, oil out of the rear end or oil out of it. I couldn't see. So I just got up underneath him and passed him. Right. And I ended up finishing 12th. And after the race was over, Marty came over just mad as hell. And he said, what are you doing? I said, why did you pass me on the last lap? And I said, I don't know it was the last lap. <laughs> yeah. And I said, you were leaking so bad I couldn't see. I had to get around you. Hey. You made me finish 13th. And Marty was just incredibly superstitious. Oh. oh and he never let me hear Live the end down. of that. When I finished 12th in my first race, and he finished 13th, and it just killed him. So you had a net – so you got 7500 in. Your prize money was $5,250, I read. How did you know I, that? I'm very, very smart. God. <laughs> <laughs> and my share was six hundred bucks. Six hundred bucks. So nice investment. Seventy five hundred. Let me tell you something. You I would have done it for anything. Uh, of course you would. Well, we raced SCCA for nothing. And Neil Bonnet won the race. And you know what his prize money was? Uh, Thirty five thousand dollars. Wow. Can you imagine that? And, and was he not driving for no? Well, who was he driving? I don't know. For? Who that was. But let me let me tell you this one story. Buddy Baker was kind of assigned to me. For he and Benny Parsons were kind of like my big brother to kind right. of make, make me sure I didn't screw up anything too right. bad. And, uh, <laughs> nice, nice to have. So those. within the first two or three, you know, uh, flags, red flag or green, uh, crap, uh, caution flags. <laughs> right. Um, I blew a tire. Yeah, I'm new at this. I <laughs> uh, blew a tire and came in the pits and came back out and I was one lap down and, and all the, all the, um, the cars that were one lap down. Had started on the inside. All the fast cars started on the outside. outside. So Ooh. I was on the front row. I led that race <laughs> while everybody's in the pits for two laps. Nice. Not, still not knowing what I'm doing. I have no idea. So Buddy pulls up next to me on the, this is a green flag lap on probably lap 38 or 39. Right. And he looks over at me knowing that I'm a rookie and he, and he gives me the, he, he said, are you ready? He gives me point to, are you ready? And I gave him the thumbs up and he gave me the thumbs up. Then he reached up and pulled a cigarette out of his mouth and been smoking and threw it out the window, flipped it out the window. And I thought, 
That's the damn coolest thing I've ever cool seen in my life. And, I, <laughs> and he caught me off guard because I didn't expect a guy to throw a cigarette out the window. I mean, really? Yeah. And, uh, but everybody smoked back then. Everybody smoked. It was part of the it was the culture. It was the way we grew up. Everybody smoked. I remember going to people's houses. Everybody smoked. Well, yeah. But everybody smoked during caution periods. So yeah. when they go back racing, except for, D, for um, J.D. McDuffie, right. J.D. kept a cigar in his mouth whole race. No kidding. So you're working, you're, you're, you got your Talladega. You finished. Twelfth, not too shabby for no. the rookie. So your career in NASCAR continues. Well, we run for a couple <laughs> more years, trying to start my own team, yeah. and, and we had a real bad wreck at Daytona in the five hundred, and and uh, I got hurt. Uh, you hit the wall hard, well, really hard. I and, saw a video of it; it wasn't pretty. Yeah, not good. Yeah. So um, I was kind of sidelined for a while. Uh, we, we had two cars from Holman Moody. We had the last two Holman Moody cars really? ever built. East Tennessee's got some some connection with Holman Moody. East Tennessee Motor Company, which was a Ford dealer, mm-hmm. didn't they do Holman Moody stuff? Sponsorship? They sponsored them. They sponsored yeah. two or three cars. But did you did you did it ever cross your mind to get out of racing after that, or did you? It did for a while, and mm-hmm. uh, for a couple. But I, I still. I, but then again, right after that, uh, it was a funny meeting. Lake Speed came over right. to me and said. We've used up all our cars that crashed everything. They only had, but see, that was the first year of the 81 cars, the little short boxy cars. The Pontiac you were the, driving. Well, we were at Pontiacs and they had Monte Carlos. And they were stuff. short. Yeah, that's right. And they short, the little back short off window. That's why they mm-hmm. handled so bad. Right. And Lake asked me if he, he could drive my car, put his number on my car. Was that legal? Yeah. I mean, sure. You sure? You can... Yeah. And I was sidelined because I'd broken my sternum and femur. femur. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Yeah. I'm sorry if I offended anybody about a femur. <laughs> You were digressing again. <laughs> digressing again. Were you digressing again? I think I was digressing. I can always tell when you're digressing. Um, but this is my turn. So okay, I'll shut up now. <laughs> Hello, is anybody listening? Anybody there? Anybody? There? This is Earth calling Stewart. Yeah, Earth calling Stewart. Um, so I, I let him run the car for a while, and then um, I still drove for some other cars. Right. So yeah, I didn't. Uh, my, my career in, in NASCAR was very short and un, unassuming. So then you got into doing uh, some vintage stuff, or after I started that? vintage racing thirty years ago. Wow, before vintage racing was even a thing, right? Well, it was just starting. Right. It started in the mid eighties, uh, and then we started running the vintage racing in eighty no in ninety one. Right. So this is my thirty first year running vintage wow. racing. Wow, and you're still running. You run three events this year, right? Correct. Chattanooga Road America. We're, well, we're going to be Atlanta. running the Chattanooga Motor Car Festival, which yeah. is the city streets course yeah. and we just got back from uh road america yeah which i didn't get to go well, well, we were waiting for i you. know i wanted to go. Yeah, i did get ran. to go to road atlanta which is my favorite track mm-hmm. i love road atlanta yeah and our good friend bill rothery came down came and saw us and mm-hmm. uh bill is uh our technical another knox another knox another knoxville mm-hmm. uh you know it's funny that we've all come full circle we ran into you in amelia Island. And in a bar, in a bar, imagine and, that. And Stuart yells at me, Harry Dinwiddie, and I'm looking around going, oh, oh gosh, God. what have I done? This is not going to be I good. Know, this, this, this has nothing good written all over I it. I know. And, and <laughs> when somebody yells at you at a bar from a distance, <laughs> and you're going, you don't know whether to duck, run, or, or here or, comes yeah, the next round, here yeah, comes the next Or bar. the next shot. Or the beer. Or the beer. And so I run into Stuart Howe, and I'm going, <laughs> what in the wide, wide world of sports are you doing here? Actually, I knew that you were there because really? I was coming to Amelia, and I'd seen the program, and I'd seen that you had a car there and you and I had become Facebook friends but mm-hmm. you're like everybody else we're friends but we never you know we didn't talk we didn't call each other and you know chit chat about you know what the latest fashion trends were or anything like that so 
<laughs> because I don't have any fashion trends. Well, I didn't want. I was I trying to politely say that, Harry. I didn't. If I don't have cargo shorts on, something's really something's wrong. wrong. I probably just got out of the hospital. I have the <laughs> gown. <laughs> so uh, you're still racing. Are you going to ever you ever see the end of that? Or are you going to just keep on? I was talking to Buddy Mount about that this morning. It's. It, I don't know when I'll quit. I'm right. still having fun. I'm. I'm not having fun at the moment because. I'm sitting here with you, but yeah. <laughs> well, and I was going to go get a root canal to kind of top that off. <laughs> nice, but uh, no, I'm I'm looking forward to racing some more. It's it's I'm not as not as good as I used to be, but <laughs> and you know, and I, but I still get it like get in the car and going fast. Yeah, well, and you do that well. I noticed on your steering wheel there's a sticker that says "smooth as an art." Where does that come from? Well, um, it's to remind us old guys that. Don't overdrive the car. Right, right. Uh, hit your apexes. Oh. Um, you know, it, it, I, there was another sticker on this. Is speed is a, is a, a standard, or speed is going to happen. Being smooth is something you really have to, to work, work on. Yeah, and you have to hit all the apexes properly. Sure. Interesting story up at Indy this year. Up at Indy five hundred, we're sitting at turn four, and I looked over to buddy of mine. And I said, "Watch Scott Dixon come through four. He'll hit the same mark every time. Every time." And then he was running 230 miles an hour, hitting the same that's place on the track every time. And that that's one of the more impressive things sure. I've seen. They say that Jackie Stewart was a guy that was so smooth that you couldn't tell if he was accelerating or braking in a car. He was just – there was no – it all felt the same. He just had that smooth – he's like Ernie Els in his golf swing, you know, mm-hmm. just as smooth as the day is long. And he didn't feel like he was going fast if you rode with him. Well, that's the key to going fast is, is – To go as slow as possible without letting anybody pass. AJ Foyt told me years ago, he said, slow down, Harry. Slow down inside your car. You know what AJ Foyt told me? No, I don't, he never told me anything. He didn't. No, I never met. He him, had so. your picture on his wall. <laughs> All right, when are we done? Is that our last segment? We still got a whole another segment. Harry's going to stick around because he has no choice because I've got his car keys. <laughs> so, You're feeding me dinner. Tonight. I'm feeding you dinner. Wings. <laughs> <laughs> when we return, we'll continue our conversation with Harry Dinwiddie on the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall Studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. See you in a minute. Bye. Since the 1960s. J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. 
And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast in Classic Auto Mall Studios in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. You know what we're going to do today? Eviscerate things. We're going to eviscerate things. We're going to, I, I didn't tell you this already. I hope you're okay with it. You have nothing to do when you're hanging with me all <laughs> afternoon. We're going to go to the Simeon Foundation Museum in Oh, Philly. like we talked about last night? We talked about it. we were going to go on Sunday, but today is demo day <clears throat> where they get the cars out in the park, some of the cars out in the parking lot. It's kind of theme thematic, if you will. <laughs> big word. Digressing. Yeah, that was a big word. And uh, so we're going to go down there and do that. So that's going to be fun. Oh, and, thanks, Dad. Uh, yeah, anytime. <laughs> Anytime. So we were talking about uh, Boyd Coddington, who I used to be partners with in the mm-hmm. auction business. Mm-hmm. And he had his show, American Hot Rod, and they filmed us one weekend, the whole weekend. And it was dangerous. There was just too much. There's too many times I'm on a microphone that I don't need to be. So when Boyd died, we were still partners with him. And when he died, he and uh, Scotty Gray and I were, had, were partners with him. He passed away. I was somewhere out of town. And his phone for some reason, after he passed, about every three months or so, we'd be at a bar and we'd call his cell phone and it'd say, hey, this is Boyd. Leave a message. I don't know. You know, it was just, I don't know. I don't know why we did it. We just wanted that connection to hear his voice or whatever. So we did this. And this went on for about three or four years. And about the fifth year, I called the cell phone number, all drunk at a bar somewhere. And a guy goes, hello? And I go, Boyd? <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody know? I said, Boyd. And he goes, yeah. And I, he goes, who's this? And I go, Stuart. And he goes, Stuart who? And I go, is this Boyd Coddington? And he said, yeah, Boyd Jr. I said, you son of a gun. I said. You didn't say that. I've, no, I didn't say that. I said, I've been calling this number. for. He goes, I know. He goes, I see the missed call from. He said, I've had dad's phone in all these years. And I listened to the messages. And you never left a message. So I oh, never gosh. called you back. But he said, I finally decided to answer. Anyway, we reconnected. But it was very odd when somebody answered. You know, that's like the guy who regrets, you know, the guy jumps out the window of his house and he regrets it, uh, killing himself. And the reason he regrets it is he thought he was the last man on earth and his phone rang when he jumped out the window. So. Can I tell you my favorite Linda Vaughn story? You can. Linda Vaughn, if those of you don't know, is Miss Hurst or Mrs. Hurst. Miss Hurst. Ms. Hurst. Ms. Hurst. But uh, I ran into, uh, years ago, we were drinking beer by the pool at the, I, I didn't make the race I at Richmond. drink a beer by the pool full. <laughs> yeah. And didn't make the race at Richmond. And so we're, I go out by the pool where I'm about to bug out and I don't want to go on home before the race started. And she said, I'll buy the pool. And, and then I ran into her again. Oh, by the way, you'll see Linda Bond in a bikini. Oh, God. <laughs> by the way. By the, by the by. By the way. By the way. So, um, and at the, um, the, the PRI, the Performance Racing Industry Show, and Indy in 2001 or so 2002. 20 years ago. She was there. She said, I walked up to her to get an autograph. She said, I remember you. We drank <laughs> beer. She never forgets anybody. No kidding. So a couple of years ago down in Chattanooga, last year actually, uh, one of my buddies is her cousin from Dalton, Georgia. Larry. He goes, hey, Linda. Yeah, Larry Cope. God. There's another brain. There's, a bro- there's yeah, some bar boy. stories I, I can know. tell you. There's a human bar story. So he said, you know, Linda's going to have dinner with us tonight. And I said, great. So we, Linda comes over, and we're having this big old time. And I said, Linda, i got to tell you something. She goes, what's that, honey? She all, and remember, she always right. called me Dinwiddie. She right. never knew my first name. All right. She asked how my wife was. I'd introduced my, my wife to her. Which couple. one? Oh. Well, but my, Karen, don't do that to me. Don't you do that to me. So, to make a long story longer. Yes, uh, please. Because we have 10 more minutes so to go. I said, Linda, I've got to tell you something. She goes, well, what's that, Harry? Now, this woman is full of bull. She, she's just like one of us. And she knows everybody in the world, and she, right? And you can't offend her. Right. And she carries on with so much stuff. I said, you know, Linda, I didn't even know you had a head until I was 16. <laughs> 
And she thought that was the funniest thing. And I said, you really do have a head on us. And she, uh, she, don't read, kids, don't read anything in, into this at she, all. She laid down on the table laughing and just just killed everybody. And I tell you, she and, was a sexy mama back still in the is, day. Still 80, is. 80 years old. She she, is, I saw her in Chattanooga, and uh, she looked amazing. And Larry Cope, he's a guy. I met him at the bar at the, uh, at the host hotel. Where else are you going to meet Larry? Yeah, uh, where else are you going to meet Stuart, I guess, would be the... And, and Larry's a wonderful guy with a bunch of great, cool cars. Yeah, he does. A lot of Porsche 930s he's, he's had got, over the years. Yeah, and, and he sold it. Yeah. He finally sold it. Have you seen the 2020? They're going to sell a... They have they've did a limited production of a 935 in the Interscope Racing Colors. Oh, really? They're selling at Gooding Auction this year, estimated. Uh, it's on a new 911 chassis, but it looks like a 935, which to really? me, a lot of... Uh, I've gotten into arguments about this. A lot of the Porsche purist guys go, well, the 935 was just a gussied up 911, and it's not a real race car. And I, those really? to me were so cool. They were. They were. I've never, I, Riverside, standing there at the at the Dunlop Bridge at Riverside, watching those cars come down underneath there, the 935s of the Whittingtons and mm-hmm. Danny and Gaius mm-hmm. and, and Bob Aiken and the Coke. I mean, those cars to me were very cool. And yes, I think the 917s are, you know, arguably some of the coolest cars ever made, as are the GT40s and, and any of the from can I tell you my Bob Aiken story? You can. I was the last guy to ever speak to Bob Aiken. No kidding. We were stand, we were on pit lane, and I'd just I'd gone by to say hi, and he was going out for practice. This in a historic race back right. in early two thousands, and he was getting in his Coca Cola uh, prototype car. Right. Just going to go out and run some laps, and we started talking about grandkids and kids. And Bobby was a great guy. And I, so I said, well, have fun out there. I'll see you in a little bit. He goes out and gets killed. Gets killed. Second yeah. lap. Wow. Car goes off the track, come in, cuts him off, catches on fire and burns him up. What track was that? Road to Atlanta. Road to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That's where I saw him many times. Lee Giannone, my buddy who runs Mecham Financial, has mm-hmm. his 962. Oh, really? Coca-Cola one that he runs in there. And we were races. just talking. I mean, I you know, he got in the car, was trapped oh, in. That's it gives you chills oh, when you talk about stuff like and that. And it's just... It, you know, and we always say it can't happen to us. Right. Yeah. But, and we still say that. Well, of course we do because we've made it this far. We weren't expecting much past 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here I am almost 70. Yeah. I'm thinking driving down Cherokee Boulevard at, you know, midnight Gosh. in a Trans Am doing a hundred miles an hour. I mean, my goodness. And not hitting all not the dogwood hitting trees. Not hitting a dogwood trees or anything else for that matter. But, uh. Well, you're a bad influence. On I will. Yeah. Uh, six years younger. <laughs> hey. Yeah, something like that. I just turned 60. So. Really? Yeah. You don't look a day over 65. <laughs> Thank you. You're, you're right. At, I'm, I'm pegging you at 58, you sure 59. you want me back again? <laughs> no, you're never, you're never, <laughs> you're never back. back. <laughs> we're, we're deleting this whole I thing know. and burning the, burning the tapes. Ed, edit that out, please. Yeah. Do what you want with the women and children. Just leave me alone. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, no, no. This has been fun. I tell you, we, uh, we have so much fun doing this podcast and it's, you know, for a love of cars and we don't care who we talk to if it's car related. It can be, you know, a guy who details cars from a guy who takes pictures of cars, a guy who races cars, a guy who sells cars, auction houses we talk to. We'll talk to anybody. Well, let me tell you something in all sincerity. Mm-hmm. Um, you had told me about this place, and I kind of envisioned what it looked like. I walked in the door, and I was <laughs> slobber-knocked. That's I English that for God's smack. <laughs> <laughs> or Southern. For Southern. Southern for God's yeah. smack. Yeah. I walked in, and I'm going, 
Oh my God! Yeah, this is just, and I couldn't quit looking at things. Yeah, it's it's hard to describe this. Place. So if you all out there in Radio Land, if you all get a chance to come here and look at this stuff, you, I mean, it'll knock your socks off because I was not. I don't get impressed that much anymore. And when I walked in, I was just going, "Oh my God, this is so cool!" Oh, those are kind words. We appreciate well, that. It great. is, and it's you know we've got almost seven hundred cars for sale in the building and three hundred barn finds on display. I mean, that's that's a big car show. Yeah. You know, uh, we it's one of those build it if they if you build it, will they come? And they did, and it and it's worked out extremely well. And one of the things that Harry's doing with us, and we're doing, we're sponsoring him this year in those three races that we discussed: uh, Road America, Road Atlanta, and then coming up in Chattanooga. And next year we'll discuss at some point in time over a cocktail or two. Uh, Hopefully, but, yeah. more cocktails since I want more money. Yeah, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> um, you know, but but it's one of those things that 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 we decided that we wanted to expand our scope of getting cars because most of the cars come from they sell all over the world, but they come from a very narrow window of of uh, geography. So we're trying to so Harry's come on as as a car specialist for us as well too. So if you've got a great car and you're down in the south in the Tennessee, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina area, give Harry a call. Call us here at Classic Auto Mall and uh, 800 or 888-227-0914 and we'll get you in touch with Harry and bring your car up here. You know, this is a great place to sell your car. I don't you know, if you and especially if it's uh, if auctions aren't your thing and retail, you know, doing it yourself is not easy. Try to sell your own car and then call me because you will realize that it's, and come it's not see, fun. And come see us at the um, Southern, uh, some of the Southern shows. We're yeah. going to be in Pigeon Forge Pigeon, in September twice. Yeah, twice. Uh, two weekends in a row. At the Shades of the Past. Shades of the Past. And, and then the, the Rod Run the following week. Yeah. And then we'll be at Chattanooga, uh, mm-hmm. as we discussed. And then possibly in Amelia in January, February, March, whenever it's going to be. I'm not sure when it's going to be. But, I think uh, it's in March. They're going, they're going, when we met, that was in, I think it was in May. And they're going to go back to March. Yeah, it was a little bit warm. <laughs> Can you give me a nice hotel room? I, no, I can't get a nice hotel room God, there. No I mean, grand. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's it's like I think the Ritz Carlton is sixteen hundred a night. Are you going to make me sleep in my car again? <laughs> well, I'll get you one of them little portable air units to put in the window, or a, or a <laughs> don't you have some out here in the? Yeah, or I'll get you a girl with a fan. I don't know. I'll get you something. But you know, it's um, uh, it's gotten so expensive to do these events and well, different things. Case I mean. in point, fuel diesel fuel going from Tennessee to Road America right. up through Chicago, Milwaukee thousand dollars that's just unbelievable it's just, and and that wasn't a big truck it was a it was a diesel and this is diesel. for a hobby can you imagine the people that have to make a living and do it every single day when your fuel costs go, oh, see i how do we get back on this so it's my show <laughs> it's the hd <laughs> extravaganza you always <laughs> digress that's the yeah. guest <laughs> he's digressing again make him stop extravaganza it. that's my other big word of the day you know i mean these poor guys i mean they are out there all of a sudden your fuel cost went from three hundred dollars a week to nine hundred dollars a week well yeah. racing fuel is fifteen dollars a gallon nitromethane is forty five dollars mm. we, we, we use a gallon a lap wow bruce larson was on the show uh who was a drag racer back in the uh 80s he was actually the nhra funny car champ he was they called him father of the funny car and nitromethane he said was 45 dollars. i actually said it and he acknowledged that i was correct they so. burned 15 gallons from the time they warmed the car up do their first burn up burnout Run, make a pass and That's shut it off. Fifteen gallons, six hundred and seventy-five dollars. Listen to me, good with math. I'm real smart like that. You broke that down. <laughs> six hundred and seventy-five dollars for fuel just to run one, one, one pass. One pass because you got to do the big burnout. But uh, that's eleven thousand horsepower. Yeah, they say that. Uh, I was reading that Goodyear says that 
the tires are ready to handle beyond 350. And, you know, the record was 349, and that was about five or six years ago. They've slowed them. They've limited them a little bit. Well, they're only around 1,000 feet. Only, yeah, I got schooled on that. Really pathetic. I said to the guy, I said, yeah, how fast is that guy going in the quarter? He goes, they don't run a quarter anymore. Yeah, I'm like, oh, didn't know that. But uh, Bruce was talking about, you know, that, that. And then Goodyear says tires can handle over 350. But the problem is it's not the going fast in the straight line. It's the stopping. That's the as problem. Your, as your retinas <laughs> pop out of your eyeballs. I tell you what, the greatest the greatest track to see a drag race is right in our old stomping grounds, Bristol. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, you can be closer to the track when they run than anywhere else I've ever sure. been. And it's in a valley, and it's called Thunder Valley. It's right next to the Bristol Speedway where that massive you know oval racetrack is. But uh, this Thunder Valley is unbelievable if you've never been to a drag race. It's, it's the place it's to go. It's hard to imagine what it's like. It's kind of like hard to imagine what coming in the doors here at Classic right, Automall. Exactly. Nice like, segue. I like that. That's smooth. impressive. That was the great to, to my smooth. Might have to uh, put you in charge of our marketing department. So, but uh, anyway, do Harry. Get, do I get a raise? Yes, you do. Okay. Here, I just How much? my hand. <laughs> yeah, don't even go there. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the hey, show and coming pleasure. all this way just to be on our little old podcast. I haven't left uh, yet. Little old me. I haven't I know. left yet. You can't get rid of Ooh, me Look now. at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but we really appreciate you being on and we'll do You're this welcome. Again, and we'll if and you know we'll be back in Chattanooga. We'll probably do a podcast from down there when we're oh, down there at the races. So yeah, we can do that live from there or, mm-hmm. or live on Memorex or whatever they call it. Is that that makes me sound old on Memorex? Anyway, next week's guest is I have no earthly idea. It may just be Steve and I jibber jabbering again. But don't forget to check out our website classicautomall.com. If you got a question or a comment about the show or we said something that offended you, podcast at classicautomall.com. Harry didn't cuss the whole time, which is shocking. Shocking. So we're going to go have a beer now and four letter word. <laughs> say a lot of four letter words. Four letter word is work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we'll catch you next time on the Classic Auto Mall Podcast. See you next week. We appreciate your listening to our show today. And don't forget, when you're in southeastern Pennsylvania, come visit us in person. To reach the show, email us at podcast at classicautomall.com. The Classic Auto Mall Podcast is produced by Car Smart Media. Theme song by the Pat Travers Band. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.